Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Okay, okay, okay. Wednesday edition of the Taz Show. Welcome, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Be here for the next two hours, live, streaming and screaming, body slams and beyond, as they call it. This is said the Taz Show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening live at TazShow.com. Or maybe you're listening live on the Radio.com app, which is working splendidly. Or uh, maybe you're listening to some on-demand content, the podcast version of the show, which drops every single day. And you can be doing that at Radio.com or TazShow.com. Or maybe you're listening, I'm sorry, or watching uh, the video on demand. Or watching live video. Both can be done at TazShow.com. Welcome, welcome. There's a plethora of ways to pull the show into your life. And I appreciate you doing that very much, as you know. Very busy show here coming at you. Uh, got a lot to talk about. Going to do some spitballing with sports. Got to talk about the college football. The top ranking gimmick Jones came out. Top 25. Uh, so we're going to go through that a little bit. A lot to talk about with the football. Alabama's not number one no more. What the heck? Is that good or bad? Well, I'll tell you why. I think it's actually correct. And I'll get into that. Uh, also, I think I'm going to talk about SmackDown. If not, I watch SmackDown. I'm going to get into that. Uh, World Series, that'll be part of Spitballing with Sports, and of course, our special guest in this episode uh, will be none other than WWE Hall of Famer, the legendary million-dollar man himself, Ted DiBiase. Yes, looking forward to having Mr. DiBiase on. Ted will call him via the phone, and uh, there's a new documentary coming out uh, very soon. I believe it's November 7th, Dennis, right? Is that November 7th? I believe that his... Uh, Yes, so looking forward to talking to the Million Dollar Man. Everybody's got a price, jobbers. Ah, that's how I would have said it if I was Ted. I'm going to tell Ted that. That's right. Everybody's got a price, jobbers, for the Million Dollar Man. Nah, maybe the way he did it was better. All right, so anyway. Uh, so, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy, Ted, Di- Ted DiBiase. I got to know him. I, I You know, he's from the generation before my generation as wrestlers, but... <clears throat> We worked together for quite a few years in WWE. Uh, I believe he was an agent, and I was a color commentator. And so, you know, um, spent many time with him in the locker room there, and and being at you know at pay per views and TVs and stuff like that. And and just a splendid guy, a uh, very intelligent guy. Um, a um, as far as wrestling goes, uh, his promo work underratedly great. I mean, during that era, there were so many guys that cut great promos, right? Think about that. There were. Oh, I did not give out the phone number, Dennis, but I will shortly. But there were so many guys during that era who cut great promos during Ted's era. And and a lot of them were, were underrated. And I think Ted DiBiase is one of those guys. So great, great promo man. And his in-ring work, just spectacular. This is a guy that his work rate, could he could work today. Like, you know, his style. 
his timing, his physicality, um, his intensity. You, if you're not familiar with Ted DiBiase's work, you know, and you, you know, everybody knows the Million Dollar Man gimmick and and all that stuff. Uh, his work was crisp in the ring. I'm talking, homeboy brought it. Okay, he's a tough son of a gun, man. And um, you know, uh, go watch some of his matches. Um, for you youngins out there, as they say, or fans that weren't familiar with his work, uh, just a just a very aggressive worker, intense worker. Brought the wood, as I like to say. Yes. Uh, hey, if you want to call the show, it's a very simple process. Uh, all you got to do is dial 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. So we'll get rolling with the show here in a second. Um, on a very serious note, I'd like to just uh, send my thoughts and prayers out to anyone uh, affected yesterday by the attacks in New York City and Tribeca downtown. Um just horrific, you know. I don't. I try to, as you, you guys know. I mean, I, I'm on the cusp of uh, 500 shows here. This is t- today. This is show. Uh, what is this today? 484. So um, there's been a lot of unfortunate, like serious news that I had to say or, or give my condolences on or thoughts and prayers on in the world. But it's the world we live in, and uh, this happened yesterday. Because I, I try to let you up. That's my point. I try to let you up on this show. I don't. You know, I don't try to keep it serious. I, I don't talk politics. I don't talk, you know, controversial real life stuff. I talk sports. I talk wrestling. I have fun. Um, you know, I, with everybody who's been on the team here, you know, and, and, and you, the audience, either on calls or Facebook. So my show, I always like to feel is informative for wrestling fans. Uh, I give you sports talk from a guy, a loose talk, that guy perspective, not not expert X's and O's, but but loose but f- firm sports talk, and I try to let you up, man. I don't, I don't try to come at you with like all serious stuff and and serious topics to ponder because, you know, there's a, there's 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 plenty of programming on TV and the radio and in podcasting that you could find that type of stuff. I try to do something a little different, but after a situation and a horrific situation that happened yesterday uh, in New York City, downtown Tribeca, um, horrible. Horrible. So thoughts and prayers, all the families and friends of those affected and to the, the unfortunate of uh, the people who lost their lives. Um, it's just it's horrible. Um, and I don't know what to say. And it's kind of tough to segue out of that. But I, I just wanted to say that to you all. And and and, uh, and that's it. And we're going to move on with the show here in, in a second here. Actually, you know, let me go. To, let me. Uh, let me go to phone calls. Let me go to a phone call. Let's go to Germany to our old friend Wolfgang. Uh, Wolfgang, how are you, my man? Welcome to the Taz Show. Hello, Taz. It's an honor to be the first uh, caller today. Oh, I'm, it's my pleasure, my friend. I'm glad you're on. How you doing, pal? I'm good. Uh, I heard the tragic news uh, first of uh, when I woke up. So it's a sad day in New York. Yeah. I condol. Yeah. Yes, it's it's. Uh, thank you. It's you know, as a whole too, in our country and our world. It's not just our country. It's all the, the world we live in, as you know, uh, Wolfgang. It's everywhere. So uh, you know, you got to keep your head on a swivel and just. It's just the way things go. Uh, let let let's talk about something else. What are you calling about? But we're going to talk about. Uh, I have um, want to make a comment about college football. Uh, my oh. team, Notre Dame, is uh, currently number four. But 
Okay, hold uh, on, sir. Great. Sir, you cannot just call my show and upcut my content. Dennis, what is he doing? Wolfgang, Sorry. come on, man. We love you. Yes. Okay, and you know the Dame, and what I see, you said where are they ranked? Because they're actually ranked three. Where are they ranked? Uh, I fought for, uh, number fourth. Uh, I don't know. Dennis, where do you have them? I have them at fourth as well. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, I have different lists that I get. Uh, now I just went to the NCAA, and they, they have them three. Triple yes, check uh, me on this, Dennis. Excuse me? Clemson at fourth, Alabama two, Georgia one. Sir. Okay. So here, college football talk with Germany's own. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I said I'm going to get into this, but I don't think Notre Dame is – I don't have them at fourth. I have them third. That's what I'm saying. You said fourth. Uh, I read uh, on Facebook they're number fourth, uh, but on the official side it's number three. So it was So that means fourth. I would – hold on. So that means I'm right. Yes, always. You see, that's right always. You know why, Wolfgang? I'm not mad at you, my friend, but I'm mad. You know why I'm mad? And I think everybody knows where I'm going with this, especially Lean, Mean, and Dennis. Okay, and Moose. And Moose. <laughs> Moose. Lump Moose in here. I'm mad at him, too. Okay, he wasn't even on the show, and I'm mad at him. Because you people, all of you, Wolfgang, Lean, Mean, Moose, uh, Dennis, not Anthony, I predicted who was going to win that that Dodger uh, uh, Astro game. Yes, I was right. I told Lee Mean that he said the word seven. I said, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And then he posted the video, and I was right on that. I just told you Notre Dame was not ranked fourth, and you're telling me yes, yes. Of course, Dennis goes along with all the calls of the show. Oh, now, Taz, I think that. Shut up, all of you. Don't know. I'm a professional. I am the man. I am correct always. To quote the captain, yes, Taz. Well said, Wolfgang. Buy a hat. Oh, so, regardless, uh, think... let's just let's just say for fun that Notre Dame's in the top four, so, so we could all be even on this. How about that? Okay. They play a great season so far. The running game uh, is absolutely brilliant. Uh, the shot Adams guy. Well, I have a question before you get into that. Uh, why did you and how are you? Why are you a uh, Notre Dame fan? I'm curious. I might have asked this in the past. I can't recall the answers. That's why I'm asking you again. Please tell me, because uh, it is, I think, for a lot of fans, especially here in the United States, that grew up maybe watching college football as Americans, and and uh, it's something that's on TV on a regular basis, obviously. And you know, I I don't. I'm just curious how someone like yourself becomes a a Notre Dame football fan. Uh, when I started uh, watching uh, football. There was a sports channel in uh, in Germany who uh, broadcast a lot of college football games, and uh, Notre Dame was uh, very popular very popular uh, at that day, um, and there was a lot of matches broadcast. So, right, uh, Lou Holtz is one of my favorite trainers coaches. Great coach for legendary Lou Holtz uh, was a great coach for sure, especially at Notre Dame during that time. But but I have to tell you, my friend, you're singing the praises of Notre Dame, and why do you feel again they, they, it's good that they're in the top, the, they're in top three or four, whatever you want to call it? Why? Uh, because the last season were really bad, and now uh, they make a great turnaround, and they have a German receiver on the roster. So ah, now. We see the truth, Dennis. You see what just happened there? Aha! Mm -hmm. 
I see. Uh-huh. Tell me about the receiver that's from Germany, uh, Wolfgang. That's why you like Notre Dame, sir. Not about Lou Holtz. Tell the truth. <laughs> no, uh, the receiver has a name I can't speak out. The last name is St. Brown. Uh, he's uh, a college and uh, a football fanatic family. His uh, other two brothers play football too. So we'll see what happened with him in the future and his family. Okay. Well, you guys, uh, uh, impressive wins. I mean, Notre Dame, I watched a couple times this year. I mean, I know, um, I mean, I think my, my, your only loss is against Georgia, who's number one right now. So, and you guys lost to Georgia by a point, I believe, early in the season, correct? Yes, I think it was the second or the first game, uh, the I third game. It was second, second game, I think it was, yeah. And, and um, you know, you got some... Got a couple of quality wins on there. Some of these wins are not quality that you guys might have had, though. Let's be honest. You had some victories against schools like Temple, schools like uh, Miami, Ohio, you know, schools like that, which are good programs, but they're not, you know, I'm just being honest with you, my friend. I mean, you you, you, you know, so you, you uh, but you know what? Hey, look, it's good to see Notre Dame back in the fold. I mean, uh, you guys are taking on Wake Forest, I believe, this weekend, um, which uh, you're playing at home at Notre Dame. So that'll be another win for you guys, I believe. Yes, I think uh, the match against Miami might be the toughest on the schedule. Don't call it matches. We call them games, sir. This is not wrestling. Okay, it's not tennis. It's it's a game. Okay, Wolfgang, it's a game. Understand? Yeah. Got me. Okay, sir. Understand? I'm always prepared, Wolfgang. Thank you for calling. You people need to realize when you come at me and you try to act like you know more than me or that you try to correct me on my show, that causes a big problem. And I, I, Dennis, you've experienced this with me many times. And I respect you only about this thing. I don't respect you in general, but I respect you about this, that you still stick to your guns. If you think you're right on something, you'll say it. You're not a sycophant, as they call it. But let's like, be honest. Like my, my Jets friend. take. Yeah. Exactly. That's a great point. You are sticking to the fact that they were JV team, even though they would kill your Giants. But I digress. People need to realize, starting with you, Chubby, that I know my stuff. I do my prep, and I do not like being corrected unless I'm wrong. That might be an oxymoron, but you get my point. I don't doubt. I know you're well-prepared and, and a very bright man. Extremely bright man. My mom told me I was bright once. For real. Uh, see, my, so I, I know. I wish my mother had. Your mother's cutting promos and cursing you out. <laughs> but the thing is, I told you and Anthony what would happen with this Dodger game. I told both you people. Ant. What's up, boss? You want to apologize? Um, I don't apologize, but you were right. I watched that last inning like, please, somebody hit a home run. Can we? I mm. don't want to go into work tomorrow if they lose. Oh, yeah. This is just the beginning, by the way, this whole thing. Because I, I I, never was a bigger Dodger fan in my life than last night. Just to, just to say I was right. I had and an Astros I, jersey that I didn't have the day before. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I told you. I told you people, and no one listens to me. And, and how about the lean mean thing? They put the video up. Okay, if we got the video, whenever you get a chance, we could play that video at some point. At, I to, mean, To lean mean's credit, though, it takes a big man to, to, to not only admit he was wrong, but do it in video form. Bro, I called my shot. I told him he would, do, he would have to make a video on it, and he did. I called my shot. I knew I was right. Man, you know, the thing is, 
you people understand, I won awards. I'm, I'm a top guy. I mean, you know, I, I'm a champion. You think champion just means in wrestling? I'm a champion in life. I mean, so it's... Now, that's a belt you got to get. That's uh, the ch- champion in life. Well, because I I'm, I pay attention when folks are on the, on the phone. I listen to everything. I never misunderstand people. Uh, all of this. Quit while I'm ahead here. But, um, you know, I, I, and Lee Mean just, uh, you know, he, he sometimes he thinks he's a little, he's a little cocky because he's a good video editor. He gets a little cocky. I had to shut him down. I had to shut him down. You know, it's all right. I love him. He's the man. He, he knows was, that. He was pumped that he he did his research on uh, on the Monroe Newberg playoff game. <laughs> ah, you're right about that. I didn't think that. He was, which was very impressive. Oh, I was very old, impressed. Dude, he's the only one who did research on that game. How about that? Well, Even the parents of Monroe and Jimmy Schnabitz didn't do research on the game. How about that? The parents of the players, I should say. Yeah, I mean, they, they should have did more. Well said. That that that's the stuff you're gonna bring when you have your own show right there. That that quality content you just just gave us right there. So, all right. So I guess uh, I should probably get into some spitball and sports, then do SmackDown. Uh, but la 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 la. It's probably the best way to do this. We think that it's right. You're you're the you're the uh, producer, so I, I'm sure I should listen to what you say. <laughs> well, do you want to play the Leaming video? Oh, you have it already. I have it. Yes, can you say? Oh, rapy though. Okay, let's let's check this out. Let's watch this leaning video from yesterday. Problems. Right. Listen, Hold and begin. And three, two, one. I gotta turn the audio and off. And five, four, five. Three, two, one. one. And Miz and uh, the entourage sold it well with their panic and their fear. Careful with the inside terms, sir. You are a friend of the show, and I love you, but you got to be careful with inside terms. Uh, you know, markology is a true thing. Oh, great. Now sir, what happened? What did I say? I saw, you said sir, no, You heard him, Dennis, right? I, no, I, didn't, I didn't. I don't think he did. <laughs> I, I said they did it well. <laughs> uh, he said they sold. They sold it. I think if you go back and watch the video of this. And Miz and uh, the entourage sold it well with their panic and their fear. Sold it well with their panic and their fear. <laughs> I'm just telling you, and I think you were wrong. I think you said this. Uh, no, I don't think so, but I would, couldn't. <laughs> I, really I, smell, like... I smell a 30-second video from Lean Mean by around 5 p.m. Eastern. You've earned uh, it. <laughs> but I would you've like... earned it. <laughs> These are things that happen. Now we're back live here on the Taz Show that are funny. Ha-ha. But yet, there's truth in here. Don't ever doubt me, okay? None of you people, including you, Lee Mean. Don't ever doubt me, okay? All right, where am I going here, Dennis? Spitball with sports, I guess. That's probably the way to go. Right now, three, two, one. Nobody provides wrestling insight quite like Tabs, but he's more than just a wrestling expert. He's breaking down the big game, the X's and O's, giving you the hardball analysis you won't find anywhere else. He's knocking it out of the park. Jeez, did you use enough cliches there? The Taz Show presents Spitballing with Sports. Just stick to wrestling. All right. As I was saying earlier, the Dodgers were victorious last night. Ah, now we go to Game Seven tonight. The Dodgers last night won the game against the Astros three to one. Oh man, another good game. I, I don't. It wasn't. It's tough to top the game uh, from Sunday night, but this was another good game. I mean, Chris Taylor, 
had the game-tying RBI double in the sixth inning. I watched the bulk of this game while going back and forth. The SmackDown, I kind of watched both. Uh, next batter up was the Sager. Corey Sager uh, hit the go-ahead sacrifice flies. They call it the business sack fly. It's inside terms of baseball. Sack is short for sacrifice. So uh, sack fly to give L.A. a 2-1 to lead. Um, I was very impressed what the tenent, the, t- the intensity, I should say, of uh, of the Dodgers as a team. They, they had a gun to their head. They knew this was do or die. They're at home. They don't want to get embarrassed. And it felt that way. It felt that way from the skipper down. I mean, and the audience, the fans, the Dodger fans that were there, whole oh, lordy be, they were fired up. And uh, the 12th man, as they call it, um, I don't know what you call him baseball, but I guess, you know, football. 10th man, maybe? 10th man. Yeah, the meaning of the audience uh, was, was played, a, played a big part of this. I mean, that, that, that audience was loud. All those people from Hollywood in the uh, stands, the only actors that had to dust off their Dodgers hat because they go to one game every seven years. Um, now they act like they're big fans. It's a big deal. So uh, who they show in the audience? What's her name? Uh, Joan Hart? What's her name? Is that Larry King's wife? One of the, like, 12 of them? Well, Larry King's one of my friends. You know that. I mean, because he talked about me that one time. Um, she was sitting, like, right in the first row, right? A little to the, like, in the right-hand yeah. batter's box behind them. Bro, they get this straight. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just, just an observation by a guy who makes observations. So let me get this straight. So you're in Tinseltown. You're in Hollywood. And out of all of these huge stars in Hollywood, the one that is at the game that they're promoting is Melissa Joan Hart. Really? Is that a little perplexing for anybody else in the room? I don't know. If it was the 90s, yeah. Even then. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I know she follows me on Twitter, but you know what? She follows everybody on Twitter. And I think, her, I don't know if her Twitter account is, like, taken over by aliens or something. I don't know what's going on with that. Take a look at her Twitter account, then. It's not many people she, that, that follow, that she follows. I think it's something like 75 million or, or 74 million, something like that. It's a lot of people. She follows everybody. Melissa so Joan Hart? Dude, what do you think? I'm a fan club? I don't know. I don't know her full name, but she's got three names. I don't know. Why am I talking about this? I'm just saying, I, I, I you know, sometimes they show bigger stars. You know, show me bigger stars. Big, big stars. You know, I, I, you know that's my point. Let me go out to California. Let's talk to Art. Art, you're on the Taz show. What do you say there, Haas? Hey, Taz. Thank you for taking that call. Are you a Dodger fan? Um, no, I'm not, but I'm rooting for them to win the World Series. Okay. okay, my friend. How can I help you? I got off the hooks, and I got a World Series conspiracy theory I think you might like. Give me your World Series uh, conspiracy theory first, because you are right in the middle of spitball with sports, and then you could give me your off the hooks. And begin. Okay. Um, do you know what major nation did not make the World Cup? Um, possibly New Jersey. <laughs> the United States. Oh, I did know that. Oh, I'm being sarcastic and trying to be funny. Yes, yes, yes. You're talking soccer, okay. right? Yes, it's in connection with the World Series. All right, so, you know, are we talking soccer off the hooks, baseball? You're losing me. What are we doing here, bro? Come on. Okay. Um, do you know what what um, what network is broadcasting the World Cup next year? It rhymes with oh, 
I didn't admit this year. No, sir. I, I tell you what, uh, the, the 20 questions are starting to get me hot. Uh, no, I don't know. I'll, I'll take a guess. I'll take a guess. PBS. PBS? No, it rhymes with box. I don't want to say the name because... Uh, I don't he know. hacked, Dennis. He hacked my line. That was a full-blown hack. Well, no, I mean, I don't know. I don't know another way to explain it. I don't. I don't want to say the name on your show. Things right. you wear under your shoes, socks. Ooh, this is why he's the big dev guy. Art, you see, this is why Dennis brings the word. Dennis, please get the points. Things uh, Seth puts, puts on his bagel, locks. <laughs> it's delicious. That, that might be a little inappropriate. HR line three, uh, Dennis, uh, jump on the phone. Uh, okay, please, sir, Art. I'm begging you to get to your point. Okay, um, so pretty much uh, last World Cup, the United States had five, four of the five highest viewed soccer games. And since they're not going to be in the World Cup and that network is broadcasting the World Cup, I think they're trying to build viewership for the World Series by going to Game 7. Okay, tell me you're off the hook, sir. When uh, cars in the parking lot do not yield for pedestrians, Okay, I like that. You don't want to run anyone over. That's good. Uh, in the parking lot, you're going slow. You can run someone over someone's foot. That could hurt. Okay, what else you got? Uh, when office people spend 5 to $10 on a coffee and then just throw half of it away in the trash can. Oh, they get the fancy, like a cappuccino, frappuccino, uh, jabuccino. Jabuccino, that's a good new coffee. I got to invent uh, the ingredients, but continue. Jabuccino. That's, <laughs> okay. actually, that's actually, that's money. That's a new shirt coming to Pro Wrestling Tees. I continue. And my last one is uh, when customers at fast food, fast food places um, eat more than half their burger and then go and complain that it's not properly done so they could get a new one. Oh, Freebie Jones. Uh, Lowlanders, they call that. Thank you for calling out. Appreciate that. And please don't ever call again with any of your conspiracy theories because they're really not that good. Uh, there you go. Off the hooks. Art uh, brings it to the game here, brings it to the docket. And I'll continue with spitball on sports. I thought the guy wanted to talk about the World Series. Instead, he wanted to just give me a diatribe on something else. Uh, I digress. So so now we got Game 7 tonight. Astros, uh, Lance McCullough versus uh, Darvish from the Dodgers. I don't know, kids. I said that the Dodgers would lose tonight now. I said they'd win last night and lose tonight. And because I do think the Astros are the better team. I'm going to stick to that prediction, and I say the Astros are the champions tonight. I do think they will defeat the Dodgers. Anthony Dennis, please give your predictions. And I'll let you go first. I'm sticking to my guns, and I'm going to say that the Astros win tonight. And it's not going to be close. I hope. I didn't know you had guns. I didn't know you were talking. It's not going to be close. What you say? They're going to blow them out? Yeah. Who's okay. pitching for the Dodgers today? It's not Kershaw, obviously. You Darvish. Yeah. yeah I just said it. You're not paying attention. I'm giving them. I'm giving you. I just said Darvish. No, why, no. Why I, I was making a why point. Why are you not paying attention to me? Why are you not paying attention? No, no. I was, I was making a point. That oh. he's it, Darvish is not going to come out and throw a gem. Look, we saw what happened the last game. All right, I'm going to just stop now because I feel like I'm just running in circles. I'm not running in circles. You're trying to make a point. You're struggling. That's all. I mean, no, that's what I, I mean. <laughs> There's just lots of air in my head right now. All right, let's see that. That's a tough one to follow up. I'm going to take the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> tough to follow that, yeah. What are you saying now? Dodgers are going to win? I th- Yeah, I think Darvish bounces back. Uh, he's got – he was diplomatic about uh, – the Yuri Guriel suspension and everything that happened there. 
I think he's got a little motivation, and we don't see Who's it because uh, Darvish. Oh, Darvish. I think okay, the yeah. Japanese players are traditionally like real stoic, and they keep to themselves. I think he's got a lot to prove, and he, he hasn't. Uh, he had a bad outing last game. I think he bounces back strong. And Hold on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. You sure Darvish is Japanese? Yeah. I didn't know if he was a different part of Asia. Oh, no, I got to double check. <laughs> uh, you might be right, bro. I'm just... I, I know. I just, I, yeah, Japanese. <laughs> no problem. Um, I know that would have been horrible. It, it wants me. No, he's, from, never he's from Osaka. Yeah, just can't. Uh, please hurry up and uh, and the Dodgers have the momentum. They're playing. Uh, they're playing at home. The stars will be out tonight. Melissa Joan Hart included. With her, it was a uh, one hundred ninety nine thousand followers. That's my point. See them saying, bro, it's crazy. She probably follows you. I, she doesn't. One of the seven people on Twitter she doesn't follow. <laughs> that hurts. I loved Clarissa explains it all. Well, all over the place with your predictions, because you said le- yesterday that you thought the Dodgers would, would be Dunsky. Well, well now I have to have a new Astros- prediction. Let me finish. Stop interrupting me, Dennis. Stop it. You cannot learn if your mouth is moving. Who's smarter, me or you? I'm going to go with you in a landslide. Thank you. Listen to me. You cannot be bouncing all over the place. You said yesterday that the Dodgers would eliminate, would be eliminated, and now you're picking them to win tonight. Uh, it's a little confusing. That's well, all I'm saying. I mean, if my first prediction was right, we wouldn't have a game today. So I have to have a new prediction just based on my previous prediction being wrong. Touche. Touche. No problem. As they say in Korea, touche. Okay. So. Panthers, I know we're late to break, but I got to get through the rest of the spitball and sports, unless I have to do this in segment two. I'm not sure. The Panthers traded uh, to my Bills wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin for a uh, 2018 third and seventh round picks. So I'm happy about this. As a Bills fan, I am happy. We need weapons. That's the reason why. We need weapons. Now, some of the Panther fans were tweeting me nasty things, mean comments, Dennis. You realize this? That's not nice, Panther fans. Like, what? Like, why are you mad? I mean, don't be mad at the Bills and or Bills fans. I mean, we're not even in the same conference. We're an NFC team. We're an AFC team. There's no heat. What's the heat? There's, it's like a whole different. <laughs> They're all pissed off. Like, you know, like, ah, uh, oh, he's got nothing. Ah, oh, he's not productive. Ah, oh, Kelvin Benjamin sucks. Ah, okay, great. Well, then you shouldn't be mad at any of us as Bill fans. We need weapons. Tyrod Taylor needs weapons right now. Weapons to throw to. Okay, he does, and Benjamin might be—he might fit into the to the Bills' offense at this time better than he has, uh, you know, this year for for the um for the Panthers. I mean, really, you're getting a third and seventh round pick. Stop bitching. Tell you who should bitch. You hear about this whole thing with the Bengals? They agreed to trade up backup quarterback AJ McCarron. He played for Alabama. He did. That he did. Uh, to the Browns for second and third round picks, but the Bengals did not notify the NFL offices, Dennis, until just after 4 p.m. Eastern, which is the deadline. So the trade was denied. Oh my God. Embarrassing. Oh. Classic Browns. <laughs> Very embarrassing. You look like a schmuck duck. That sucks when that happens. Poor AJ. I feel bad for him. Uh, 
He's got no idea to stay on the team if he knows they don't want him. Yeah, that that is a weird. That was like the uh, who was the Mets shorts? Wilmer Flores when he got mm. traded last year and he was like crying on the field. And then they yep. were like, "Oh, actually, uh, the trade didn't go through." We're cool, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're just I making sure you wanted to be here. Okay. <laughs> uh, Steelers did not trade disgruntled receiver Montelvis Bennett uh, before the deadline, who NBC buried by posting a tweet that he deleted quickly. It just buried him with that. So uh, that's it. I got to go to break. Other side of break, uh, I'm going to get to the uh, college football top 25 a little bit and then go right to SmackDown. And a little later on, we have WWE Hall of Famer, the million-dollar man himself, Ted DiBiase, will call in. We will discuss, Ted, what's going on November 7th uh, with his new documentary that's coming out and other stuff about Ted's career. Looking forward to talking to Mr. DiBiase. Ted Show, sit tight. All right. I want to say thank you to at Allen underscore cheap shot on the uh, Twitter. He uh, tweeted something on this day in 1998, ECW November to remember pay-per-view, uh, RVD, Sabu, Taz, defeat the Triple Threat, which would have been comprised of the franchise Shane Douglas, the Beast from the East Band Band Bigelow, and no gimmicks needed, Chris Candido. Uh, Yeah, I remember this match, and I tweeted, you know, I'm going to try and tell a story real quick about this before I get into uh, college football, uh, that whole gimmick, the whole list, the rankings, and then I'll get into SmackDown talk, and a little while we have the WWE Hall of Famer, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, coming on the show here in a little bit. So, a uh, real quick story on this. I might have told this a long time ago. Um, after this match, like, what happened, like, I'm pretty sure this match, Dennis, if you could triple check me, because, I, I I mean, even stuff I was part of, I can't remember. I, there's been a lot of matches in my career, I'm very proud to say. But um, I think this was in New Orleans, if you could check that out, or somewhere in Louisiana. I think it was New Orleans, this pay-per-view. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, if you could check that out uh, and just interrupt me while I'm talking, tell me if I was right on that. Because I think this was. Now, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm watching um, this guy, you know, posted like a gif, a jif, a gif of uh, all the high spots that we were doing, like a lot of the high spots into the, the into the finish and all this kind of jazz. So thanks for posting this, bro. Appreciate it. But anyway, 1998, ECW November, remember, pay per view. Uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty impressive uh, six man that you guys watched. I, I know it was a good match. I could tell you what happened before the match, and I can tell you what happened after the match because I was there uh, and I was in it. So, <laughs> uh, what happened before the match was, uh, to be honest, most of us were not on the same page, and we really didn't talk that much um, about a lot of stuff before this match even happened. Um, it was a really hectic show backstage. Paul was ultra. Is that New Orleans? It was New Orleans, uh, the Lakefront Arena. 
And yeah. you and as you said, it was you, Van Dam, and Sabu against Bam Bam Bigelow, Chris Candido, and Shane Douglas. So, <laughs> so what happened before the show, before the match, actually during the show, we, we were trying to get I don't usually tell these type of stories, but I'll just say it real quick here for hits and giggles, as they say. Um, we were trying to get the finish. We were trying to see who we wanted to win the match. You know, Paul, who, who's winning? <laughs> you know, uh, the good guys are the bad guys. We were the good guys. The triple threat were the bad guys. Who's winning? You know, I mean, I, we just want to know who's winning the match so we could figure something out. <laughs> and we, Paul was scrambling all over, busy doing a million things because we were always understaffed. I'll get it, guys. I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. Just, just come up, come up with, come up with something. Figure out what you guys want to do. Because most of the stuff we did, a lot of, a lot of the talent in ECW that we had lived, but it, you know, not to pull back the curtain too much, but usually when you put together a wrestling match as a wrestler, you work backwards. Who wins? And then we'll go from there. That's very important. Like that's how, that's how it works. Like so, we, we didn't know. Who, it's tough to tell a physical story when you don't know what the end of the story is going to be. And this is the work. So that was a little bit of a problem. So we've, we got that Paul wanted us, the good guys, to win late into the show. So we didn't have a lot of time really to go over too much stuff. So this match, we just kind of all were just like, you know what, the hell with it. Let's just get out there and, and get physical and just just whatever, man. We got, we got, we got frustrated. Just Let's just go. Let's just, just work. And that's what we did. And it ended up being pretty cool. But there were some things that were a little disjointed, minor stuff that I don't want to get into. And and uh, and then we go backstage after the match, and it was a little bit, a little arguing, and that would happen sometimes, either with your opponent or with your teammates. And we were all in this room, a small room, all six of us. I think, I think, I think, uh, I'm trying to think if the ref was in the room too, which I. I think he might have been, and that would have been John Finnegan probably. It was a great ref. I'm pretty sure it was Finnegan. I think so. I can't remember now. Um, anyway, and then Paul came in the room, and there was a lot of arguing, and because there were some things that were kind of, you know, whatever. I don't want to get into too much. And who's in whose face? I'm, uh, you know, Bam Bam's arguing with Sabu. They're in each other's face. Uh, uh, me and uh, 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 Shane was arguing with me a little bit, and then me and Van Dam got into an argument, and then Sabu and uh, I got into a little spat. Like everybody, even teammates, like we were, there was a whole. I could have thrown Shane and Bam Bam had everybody was kind of bickering at each other a little bit, and just tempers were flaring. Adrenaline was still high, and we all laughed about them, you know, later on. But it was nothing bad. Everybody was mad at each other except Chris Candido, right? So. <laughs> Because that's Chris. Chris, and God rest his soul, I miss him dearly. He was a close friend. And Chris, like, just, he really never got mad. Like, and he was always the cooler head, you know. He was just, just oh, man. But, um, yeah, so uh, this match, uh, I didn't know it was today. I'm bad with history. I'm bad with knowing dates and stuff like that. So I didn't know that. But I remember this. I remember, I remember coming backstage, and I was livid. I was furious, just... A lot of us were just uh, – we might have went a little long on on the finish, and we were the main event, uh, and it was a live, live show. I mean, I can't remember everything. I mean, if Heyman was sitting here with me, he'd give you every detail. He, like, remembers all of that stuff. Uh, he's like a wizard with that. Like, he just – his memory is <laughs> – excuse me, amazing. So uh, I, I envy him. I, even, even though after seven concussions, even before I had seven concussions, my memory sucked. 
Uh, anyway, real quick, I don't want to spend too much time, but I just want to say college football. So they got Georgia at number one. They got Alabama. College football rankings, this is. It came out yesterday. Georgia's number one. Alabama's number two. Notre Dame is number three. Clemson's number four. Oklahoma's number five. Ohio State is six. Penn State is seven. Uh, TCU is eight. Wisconsin is nine. Miami is ten. That's the top ten, okay? I'm not gonna, I don't have time to get into the other ones. I got to talk smack. I got a lot to do. Here's the thing with this. What I don't agree to, what I don't agree with, and what I do agree with. First off, I think Penn State and Wisconsin are too low. I think they both should be higher, uh, six and above, in my opinion. I think Ohio State should be a little higher. I don't think Oklahoma should be where they are. I just don't. Now, Dennis, I know you're an Oklahoma fan. I'll let you let you finish your thought on it. Um, I think Georgia belongs at one. Alabama, who never loses, we know that. Georgia has, I want to say, I think better wins. Than, than Alabama has. I mean, they that Alabama has big wins, but Georgia, you know, George, sure, Georgia's got some wins against some weaker programs. I know early on in the year, um, they beat like Appalachian State. You know what I mean? They beat Sam Sanford. You know, uh, who else? I think Miss State, Mississippi State. They beat. You know, so uh, Vanderbilt. You know, so but you know, they they. They got a nice win over Notre Dame. I talked about that earlier. Uh, 20 to 19, they beat Notre Dame in week two. They beat Florida 42 to 7, which, let's be honest, this year Florida's not that good. And as I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, are oh, these really quality wins? As I'm looking at that, you know, where Alabama, they beat Florida State 24 to 7, which Florida State, you know, this year is just, they're just not, they're just not what people thought they were going to be. Fresno State, State fell hard to, uh, to Alabama also early in the year. Like they beat them by like I think it was like something like forty to eight or forty to ten or forty one something like that. It was it was high. Uh, also, I think they got wins over Colorado State. Let me pull this up here. Colorado State, yeah, Colorado State, Alabama, fifty nine nothing over Vanderbilt. Man, jeez. So, you know, sixty six to three over Ole Miss. I mean, they beat Arkansas forty one. So they really didn't beat anyone substantial if you think about it. Tennessee. They beat forty five to seven. You know, so I, 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 but I do think Alabama. I'm sorry, Georgia had some better wins. That's why I think I agree with it that that uh, Georgia should be number one. Dennis, what about your Sooners or any thoughts you have on the college football? Uh, I agree with you. Georgia should be number one solely based on the win over Notre Dame. Um, right. With Notre Dame being third, uh, that obviously is the biggest win between Georgia and Alabama. Correct. Flor- Florida State is not what Florida. They lost uh, oh. Francois the first game, and they haven't been. They haven't. No, they haven't been they relevant haven't. since. So I watched Boston College beat them. Uh, yeah, and that, beat them. Friday night. That was bad. Some game though, too. It was, um, it was bad. Boston College is pretty good. I'm I'm all right. I'm all right with Oklahoma being five right now because uh, if Georgia and Alabama win out, they obviously will play each other in the SEC title game, and that turns into a de facto playoff game. So that'll sort itself out there. Um, Notre Dame. They have a fairly easy schedule. Coming out, I think their last big test is Miami in a couple weeks. I, yeah, I, I just don't think I don't. I, I understand what Wolfgang's saying when he called. He's a big Notre Dame fan. I don't know. I just don't see it with Notre Dame. I mean, they're good. I mean, they they are. I just don't. Who, I don't. Know. I just I don't who know. would who would you put instead? If uh, instead of Notre Dame, yeah. Uh, all right, you got Notre Dame at three. I, I put. I'd put Ohio State 
up there, super high, only because Ohio State, you know, let's let's call it like it is. I mean, that that win, oh, that was a big marquee game over Penn State. I know it was at home. Ohio State showed me a ton of heart, ability, intestinal fortitude, toughness. I'm, I watched that game. I'm telling you straight up, bro. Penn State was whooping their ass the bulk of that game. And they never quit. They never gave up, meaning Ohio State. And they came back and won the game. I don't care what the reasons are. They won that game. They might have got a couple calls their way, maybe some bad coaching by Penn State. End of the day, they won that game, and their their players stepped up. I thought so anyway. Um, So I I would answer your question. I would say Ohio State. I'd move them up. I actually I agree with the committee there because because they have Oklahoma, then Ohio State, then Penn State, and uh, Oklahoma beat Ohio State earlier in the year in Ohio State by like fifteen points. So they should obviously be ranked ahead of them. They played them head to head. Wait, wait, I'm looking. You're saying you feel that Ohio State belongs where they are. Is that what you're saying to me? Yes, I'm actually for the first ranking. I'm I'm very alright with what the committee did. The tops the top seven is I, I I don't disagree with at all. Um, and then from you know after five and six, it really doesn't matter because only four teams make it. Um, Oklahoma deserves to be in front of Ohio State because they beat them head to head, and Ohio State deserves to be ahead of Penn State because they just beat them this past weekend. So I'm fine with that. I mean, I don't have any complaints right now. I think the committee did a good job for once. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, first of all, I'm not huge into rankings in general. I mean, I'm just not, like, I don't, I believe anybody, especially at Division One level in sports, anybody can beat anyone at any time. I really believe that. Um, I, you know, for me, I, I mean, it's good for conversation. It's good to talk for, for people who cover sports and stuff like that, like, here or other shows or whatever, uh, people, you know, guys sitting in a bar, or not just guys, but people sitting in a, guy, a bar or, you know, having a beer or whatever or sitting at some party or at a house that college football fans are talking about it. Yeah, it's good for that. But I don't know. Um, uh, to me, it's um, you never know who's going to win at any time. I mean, and, and, and Division One, there's, there's a lot of parity. Uh, with these type of bigger programs in that top 20, 25, there really is. Like I said, I mean, look, look at Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin is quietly, you know, playing. They're dominant in the Big Ten, which is no joke. Okay, uh, they 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 come out of the box early. They take a they take a Utah State team, which is failing. Well, not failing. With that, that's frail. And they beat them fifty nine to ten. And then and then they come out. You know, and and they go against a BYU team at BYU, go all the way out there to Utah and beat and just spank them, just spank them. You know, they beat uh, uh, the Huskers in Nebraska, which I'm telling you, it's tough to go to Lincoln, Nebraska, and beat Nebraska, and they beat them uh, by by about eight points, ten points, if I remember, because I watched the game. I don't. That was a few weeks back. I mean, they got some real wins. I mean, you know, they they beat Purdue, uh, which Purdue's pretty good. They're not great. Uh, they beat Maryland, which is no big deal. They beat up on Maryland, and now they just went to Illinois and beat Illinois. And, and, and Illinois is not that bad, and they beat them uh, like twenty-four to ten. So, I I think Wisconsin. I've watched them play enough, dude. I'm telling you, they're good. Wisconsin's legit. They really are. Uh, hey, let's go to Phoenix. Uh, Tyrone, you are on the Taz show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, good moment, Taz. How you doing? Good, buddy. Talk to me. Hey, uh, just want to uh, get my off the hooks, and I had a question about Survivor Series. But first, I wanted to say, who that say going to beat them Saints? Ah, <laughs> uh, here he is. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, you guys are looking I, good. 
Yeah, I'm very a little nervous because I mean we haven't been in this position in like three years. We're we're like over 500 for a change, but I also want to. I also noticed on the schedule we actually have your build next week. I know, I know. I, I the thing is, like, what'd you say? That's that's gonna be a tough one. I think for us because we're in Buffalo, and so yeah, and I don't want to talk smack, but I don't want to be like Dennis's giant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys are looking good, though. I mean, you, you guys are good. You're five and two right now. You're in first place uh, uh, in uh, what do you call it, the NFC South. So you're looking pretty good, man. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I don't want. I can't look. Being a Bills fan right now is great, but we're not in a position to talk smack. We could lose at any time. Trust me. Uh, so, but we'll see. So, what else is going on, dude? Okay, so I just want to get them off the hooks, and then, um, and like I said, I have a question about Survivor Series. So, yeah, my off the hooks. Um, so I have. Um, uh, number one, I have when um, when you're trying to back out of a parking spot, and when people are walking, like uh, and they they continue walk even when you're backing up, so it's almost like you're about to hit them. I hate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to do what I. But as soon as I put the calm reverse, I put my flashes on. I just lean on my horn, the whole while, and I back up very slow. And I have a backup camera. I have actually three cameras. A three camera shoot when I back up. And um, and basically, and I just lean, just lean on the horn, dude. That's what you got. Just blow the horn and go real slow. Put your flashes on and open the window and yell. And and, and that's fine. And no one will come near you. I promise. Right. <laughs> and got um, it. my second one is um, uh, when um, you're at, like eating in general, like at a restaurant or something like that, and somebody decides that they want to blow their nose. I hate that. Like especially if it's like a table by you. I hate yes. that so much. <laughs> That's like Dennis. If you ever go eat with Dennis, he sits there, he farts, he smells like body odor, um, he burps. Uh, ah! it's, it's it's disgusting. It's it, it, you want to just upchuck while you're eating a, a gyro. Uh, continue. And my final one um, is when, like in general, when people uh, think that they're better than you, like especially like yeah. if, if it's like if they if they're like one of your coworkers or something like that and they have like the same job, same pay, same whatever, and then they, they act like they're better than you and stuff, I'm like, dude, you're a human being like me. I don't know what makes you you know? Well, you know, sometimes people get a little cocky and overconfident. I hate people like that. You know what I mean? I hate that. Um I don't like people that boast and brag. That's not me. Uh what's your survivor series thoughts and comments and questions? Okay, so um, I was listening to your show last week uh, about like uh, about SmackDown because I know you're going to talk about SmackDown a little bit here, but um, yeah, yeah. about how they they were talking about you know um, how the, the security was outside and they were waiting on Raw to come, and, but it never happened. Yeah. Um, so I was reading online, and uh, you know, mind you, these are rumors, but um, mm. one of one of the things I uh, thought was interesting was because Roman Reigns has been out because he was sick. Um, yeah. He, they're they're basically putting it off, so uh, they're basically waiting on him to get better, so he could like I guess, quote unquote, lead the charge. Like um, so they're they're I guess they're trying to wait. Uh, they're hoping he's back by the go home show for Survivor Series. Uh, uh, I guess the SmackDown one where, uh, he'll invade SmackDown with all the other Raw stars and they'll you know beat the crap out of the SmackDown stars. That's a rumor, mind you. So well, that that um, could happen. <clears throat> Excuse me, that could happen. I mean, sure, that they definitely can do that. I ain't no doubt about it. I that can. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. It might. And thank you for calling, bro. I appreciate you, man. Uh, that could happen. <clears throat> I mean, right now they, they could do whatever they want to do. I just think that. Uh, I think it's good in a way that they gave SmackDown that 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 rub that they came in and beat up on um beat up on Raw and we don't see retaliation 
but I got to assume the retaliation's coming. We all have to assume, assume that. So that's why we can all have conspiracy theories saying, well, they're waiting for Roman Reigns, or, well, you know what? Kurt Angle's the captain of <clears throat> Team SmackDown. <clears throat> Maybe he'll go in and do it. Maybe it was a, a subtle shot what they did to Daniel Bryan, to Shane McMahon's point last night in his promo, where he said that <clears throat> he alluded to, and I'm paraphrasing that, hey, you know, you trapped Daniel Bryan in a room like, like they set up Daniel Bryan. Well, Daniel Bryan, in character, says he showed up at SmackDown at Raw. No one asked him to go there. Uh, so, but I'll get into the whole Shane, what he said last night, and SmackDown, and on the other side of break, because i got to go to break right now. Taz Show, very busy. Going to talk SmackDown on the other side of break. Also, Ted DiBiase, the Hall of Famer, uh, he will be on the show uh, probably around 9.30 Eastern. And we'll be on Facebook Live when we come back, guys, at Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. Second hour of this show. We'll be on Facebook Live. Sit tight. We're on Facebook Live right now at Facebook.com slash The Taz Show for the next hour. In a little while, uh, the Hall of Famer himself, Ted DiBiase, will be here calling in on The Taz Show. We're going to talk to Ted about his career and all his greatness. Everyone's got a price for the Million Dollar Man, as we know. And we're going to talk about his documentary that is uh, coming out November 7th, The Price of Fame. So this is um, about... Basically, the, the story of Ted DiBiase's career, his life, and how he's a different person now, and and mistakes he made. That's what it seems like this is about. But we'll let Ted explain that, uh, obviously. So uh, it's coming out November seventh. Um, so uh, looking forward to talking Ted about that here. Uh, this is uh, this is going to be cool, and he's coming on in about 30, 35 minutes. Uh, correct, Dennis? That's roughly when it's coming on. Uh, yeah, a little less than that, but yep, half hourish. Like cool, cool beans, as they say. Uh, let me get to some SmackDown chatter real quick here. Uh, just some stuff I wanted to say. Um, we saw, you know, Shane Shane McMahon started to show out with a promo. Um, uh, you know, his promo was good. Shane always cuts a good promo. Uh, but the thing is, I, it did seem like the audience. I think they were in Norfolk, Virginia, I believe it was, and Correct. they were kind of they, they were right. Yes, they were dead. They were dead. There was really <laughs> unless uh, you know. Maybe on TV it didn't translate right. The audience just was not into not just the promo, just like a lot of the stuff during the night, especially the promo. Just and his promo was good. I don't think it was bad. I mean, they did react a little bit, like when they're like pro SmackDown when he knocked Raw. And we saw it on Raw where they're pro Raw. So whatever town they're in, the audience is rooting for that. You know, they're trying to make like there's this brand tension. You know, which because they have to for Survivor Series. I get the story. I understand that. Um, you know, let's put, hey, we got to put rivalries aside to, to deal with SmackDown and or Raw and yada yada. And, and, and you know, we, we, we're, that's the thread through both Raw and SmackDown because it's prepping for Survivor Series. And I like all of it. I think it's good storytelling and it's the right story to tell. Uh, but like I said yesterday, and I'll say it again because it jumped out even more to me. Um, Corey Graves, I, I got to tell you, I just... You know, I, I, I'm assuming that a lot of what he's saying, he's being produced. But 
I, I think they should have put a different color commentator on one of these shows and just let him call one show leading up to Survivor Series or something, man, because it's like, pick a side, dude. Like it, And then he's on SmackDown, and it kind of seemed like he was leaning more on the Raw side. You know, and uh, like I said, Booker T's got to call him out on Raw, but someone's got to call him out on SmackDown. It just seems a very... You know, they just commentators, don't be picky, Taz. Well, that's bullshit. I mean, let's be honest, uh, because <laughs> they're, they're the voices of the show. They have voices driving you three hours on Monday and two hours on SmackDown. And Corey's driving your 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 thoughts with his voice five hours a week. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> so uh, as, a, as a wrestling commentator. So I, I don't I just don't think that. And he seemed angry. Like, he seemed angry. If you listen to Corey's commentary during Rusev, uh, when Rusev wrestled Big E, like, he seemed like he, he was just mad, like, angry. And, like, and and it doesn't seem like that's the style Corey does. I guess he's being produced this way. I, I, I'm just a little confused on the message that he's putting out. Like, I, I don't, I, like, pick a side, bro. Like, what, 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 what do you, it, it's confusing, like. And I'm not blaming him because I've done his job for a long time at a high, the highest level like him and in mucho big shows. And so I get it. You got someone in your ear and usually it's the boss or one of the bosses. And it's tough, you know, because it's a lot of times their thoughts, not yours. Um, Dennis, did you catch any of uh, SmackDown or you were watching baseball? No, I watched uh, I watched all of SmackDown. Um, did you did, did you? you you get the vibe on uh, Corey. Or I, I agree you? with you. I thought Corey was definitely more pro raw. It felt like, and I also noticed, um, like you said yesterday, I noticed when Shane came out, he was wearing a blue suit, which I thought was appropriate because he's SmackDown. Yes. Um, yes. But yes, ditto. Okay, he just felt like mentioning the shoot, suit, suit, shoot, the suit, the suit, the shoot, the zoot, suit, suit, Zulak. All right, so. Drew Zulak. Anyway, um, I don't know. I just uh, Corey's very good. Just, just let, let him find his. Uh, let him give him some direction and stay consistent with the direction you give Corey, folks. Wh- whoever you are, that's in control. Hello. <laughs> just because it's he's one of your better color commentators, and you, you got to keep him uh, straight. You got You got to do right by him because if you're doing wrong by the color commentators, they are the last voice to the audience, and the audience pays the bills. Um. Speaking of commentators, Tom Phillips, they put this guy in a really bad spot, okay? He was back from assignment, <laughs> and they put him in a really bad spot. You don't know what that is, do you, Dennis? Assignment or in a really bad spot? Really bad spot. Uh, I don't know what the spot was, no. How the hell you gonna do, how are you going to do your own show? How are you going to You're supposed to be an expert now in wrestling. Like, the captain's an expert on wrestling, and he tweets about it. Are, are you? No, are you I'm not. Do the same thing? I'm not the captain. Buy a hat. Um, my whole I'm thing joking. is, is I'm gonna come on and I'm gonna do mine. And I'm gonna be like, well, I was like our weekly segment with the expert, and then that's when you do your. That's when I have you on. This is when Tom Phillips decided he made a mistake. So, not that he made a mistake. They made a mistake with him. That's a better way to put it. You can't have your SmackDown lead play-by-play guy who's been gone for a couple of weeks for whatever reason. Be back where he is obviously pro SmackDown because he's the league voice on it, and they're going into Survivor Series soon. So he, he's not burying Raw, but he's pro SmackDown. This is my point. You can't have him promoting Raw 25th anniversary. You can't do that, guys. You can't. You can, 
but it's bad. And people like me will call you out on it. There's not a lot of people like me that know where the bodies are buried that's going to call it out and be honest. Like Dancing with the Table, they won't do that there. And some other shows that are trying to curry favor with WWE, they won't do that there. I don't care. I'm being honest. I'm not being picky. I'm not being a douche. I'm just being frank. And I'm telling you, you can have Tom Phillips voice over a promo for Raw 25th anniversary. Instead, and I, instead of just burying it, I'll give you an alternative WWE, and you could do this uh, with your eyes closed. Just run a package, a self-contained video package with a generic voiceover, or have Michael Cole voice it and run it in SmackDown. Don't let Tom voice it. That's really bad. I guarantee you, Tom Phillips said to someone, Michael Cole or somebody, like quietly, dude, should I really be, I mean, why am I reading this? I'm supposed to be on the SmackDown side. You know, you know I don't think, I, listen, I don't want to exaggerate here. You, if you're Tom Phillips, you're not dying on that hill. And I'm not, I'm not blaming Tom. I'm blaming whoever idea it was to have him read that voiceover uh, to promote that Raw 25th anniversary. And I'm not saying don't promote Raw in SmackDown. So don't take me out of context, folks. What I'm saying is have a self-contained pre-recorded package that's voiced over by a generic voiceover guy or have Kurt Angle voice it <clears throat> as the GM or have Michael Cole voice it. Don't have Corey Graves voice it because his voice is on everything. Don't have him do it because we don't know what side he's on. Have one of your raw people do it, namely Michael Cole or Kurt Angle. Or Stephanie. Well, it wouldn't be Stephanie. Well, it could have been. Or whatever. Or just a generic. Anybody but the, the lead play-by-play guy for SmackDown. That's my point. Things that people don't realize, but I tell you. You didn't notice that, did you, Dad, Dennis? Nope. Makes perfect sense, though. Or would, uh, would it have gone too far if, like, obviously in storyline, if he, if uh, Phillips was like, what like even acknowledged it was like well why am i reading this like on air kind of uh, no 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 i understand your thought process it's a bad one but i understand why okay. you're saying that and a lot of fans like you would make that 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 point this is why you don't want to do that it's a good question for me to rip you on basically um <laughs> enjoy <laughs> no, no, I, i'm halfway kidding um the, the reason why you don't want to do that bro is because then it takes attention off what you're promoting and and what you're promoting is the importance of 25 years of raw and that you want people to either buy tickets or to watch this or go to the Barclays Center or go to Manhattan Center. That's what you want. So you don't want to take the focus off of the point of that. Now, if you do what you're saying to your point, yes, you can do it. It would make it seem really um, like a shoot. But I don't think Tom Phillips is the guy to do that one. So let's say on SmackDown, the color commentator was still JBL. He would start reading it and then stop saying, why am I reading this? Why am I here promoting Raw? Okay, yeah, it's a great – I was part of a lot of Raws, and that's great. You know, but you know what? I don't want to read this. Let somebody else read this. Why am I doing this? Instead of Tom Phillips. My style, when I was on SmackDown as a color commentator, I could have done that also. I'm saying it depends, but Brian Saxton can't. Like, his style, I don't think – look, they have color commentators now that they – when they try to come off as hard asses, it doesn't translate well. And I mean that for Corey Graves, too. He doesn't come off as a hard-ass to me. And neither does Byron Saxton. Booker T, yes. JBL, yes. Yours truly, yes. I'm just saying, not that you need hard-asses out there. I'm not saying you need it. But in a situation you're proposing, Dennis, you need someone that's got a little edge to him. And Tom Phillips is not that guy. You know what I mean? Right. Makes sense. 
But at the end of the day, I wouldn't have me or JBL do it either. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would keep the focus on that Raw show, and that's a huge, huge thing, and it's a big thing to Vince McMahon. It should be. Uh, he's something he should be very proud of, and I know, I know he is. Uh, and keep keep the attention off of it. Um, I, I just don't think Tom Phillips is the guy that should be reading that thing. It just it didn't work for me at all. Um, what did work for me on SmackDown was Rude versus Ziggler, two out of three falls. Now, I've been proposing uh, not two out of three falls with these guys. A lot of people are confused. I've been proposing a two out of three or best of three out of five series. Now, for those that don't understand, there's a big difference what I'm proposing for what they did. What they did is cool. Okay, two out of three falls is in a match. You know, two out of three falls. That's that's one big large match with three falls or two falls if someone wins back to back. What I'm proposing with a series, what I was proposing was three out of five is they have a series of matches, not in one match, five matches. Uh, whoever wins the best three out of five. You know, that's some people I think were confused on what I was saying. So they hacked me, but they didn't hack me. You know what I mean? Dennis, you understand the difference, right? Yes. Uh, last night was the first to gain two pinfalls in one match, whereas you're saying have one match on a on a succession of weeks and the first right. the first opponent to win three matches that way. Correct. That's what I'm saying, and which runs even perfect with my concept is the World Series time. So series, World Series. So let them have their version of the World Series with Rudin Ziggler. You know what I mean? But spread out over weeks, not days, though. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I like that idea. I didn't think well, of that either. Of course you didn't, because you are not as smart as me. And well, we established that have... earlier. You don't need to pile on. Well, yes, I do. I actually do. I will do it every show. And, and you're gone in like a week, so it don't matter. I'm going to do it until you're gone. You heard you're gone, right? Next week you're done? I mean, I thought you were joking, but now it kind of sounds official. Yeah, it wasn't my idea. It was Seth's idea, not me. Blame Seth. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> so, what a match, though. Ziggler, Rude, uh, all, all, the, the two out of three falls was excellent. Ziggler got the first fall. Rude got the second fall, which I like what they did here, kids. They did this during the break. They had Rude get a roll-up, I think it was, or a sunset flip. I can't remember what the move was. And they did it during the break, which was smart, uh, very good, very good. Makes it seem more like a shoot. I like it. I like it. I like it. And then they come back with Rude winning the, 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 the final fall, and so he qualifies for the SmackDown deal uh, for Survivor Series for that team. So right now, Team SmackDown is locked in almost. They need one more guy in. They got Shane McMahon named himself the captain, which I thought was interesting. Uh, you got Randy Orton in there. You got Shinsuke Nakamura in there. You got Bobby Roode in there. I like this so far. And uh, I know there's prediction spoilers out there. I, I saw a little bit here and there. I'm not going to get into that. I try not to pay attention to it. On the Raw side, you got Kurt Angle. And you got Braun Strowman. So Kurt uh, announced, uh, they had WWE or whatever, Kurt announced after Raw because of the impact that Braun put out on Raw. Hey, he is the first member next to Kurt Angle on Team Raw for Survivor Series traditional. So this seems to be shaping up pretty good here. I mean, I, I, I like it. I mean, from a fan's perspective, you like it, Dennis? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, if you look, the thing for me that jumps out, it's like, AJ's in the match. Shinsuke. It's all these guys that aren't that weren't in the WWE within three years ago. What do you mean, or AJ's. Well, what are you talking about? AJ's not in the match yet. What are you talking about? Oh, well, what are you talking about? He's wrestling Rusev next. Week. Oh, 
I know for a qualifier. So why yeah, are you I saying AJ's in a match? Because you know why? No, you don't. You just stooge yourself off. No, you're reading the dirt sheets. I'm not reading the dirt. That's an obvious win. Anybody, Stevie oh. Wonder would have saw that match coming. Oh, that was nice. So first we insult. <laughs> okay, so you, you insulted. Okay, I'm not even going to go. There's two insults today. Mm. You're a wild man. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> anyway, back to my point. Shinsuke, Bobby Roode, um, AJ, if AJ if AJ wins next week. You mess up not once but twice in within a matter of about two minutes. And then if you, go on, if you go on the Raw side, if maybe Samoa Joe makes the cut, if oh, he's – it's all these guys like – Former TNA legends, and I like I like that the WWE is going that angle. Just be quiet. Back to you, sir. Stop. 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 Because you 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 are annoying. Okay. So and and you're struggling because you you you're drunk. You're half asleep. You're carved out. I don't know what your problem is, but you're pissing me off. None of those three. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You're very annoying. So uh, this was a great match with Rudin Ziggler. I like that they had. They're having people earn their right, for the most part, into these matches. That's what they did with Rube, two out of three falls. Yes, there was a little ha-ha on the uh, social media about my man, uh, the ring announcer, one fall. You know about this, Dennis? I, he did one fall, and I was like, it's a two out of three match. But I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. You can't pile on. No, no, no. I like the guy. I like the guy. You know, you know what he, you know, uh, he does a good job. We communicate a little bit on the social media. You know, what I mean, I think it was on. Uh, I think we did that on uh, Instagram. I do. He does. I think he just, he just, he just, you know, just made a mistake. I mean, I, if he didn't, and if they told him to do it, I think that's funny. Like if they did it as a, I don't know. Did the announcers react to it? I don't remember. The, the no, guys at the desk. Nobody. Yeah. So maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe it was maybe just a legitimate mistake. Um, I mean, it was funny. I mean, it was like, I mean, but people are like, oh, dude, look at this. You know, Greg Hamilton made this mistake, and he does a good job. He does a good job. He does. He, he's got to do it all the time now, that, that, or at least make fun of it. I, I haven't looked uh, on the Twitter if he's made fun of himself on this. It might have been a good opportunity to make fun of yourself. But um, I'm looking at it. It doesn't seem like he did. So, um no, whenever you get a chance to make fun of yourself, you should. So that's the deal. Uh, let me take uh, a phone call here, and then we're going to break because we will have Ted DiBiase on the show. Hey, who we got? Miles in California. Uh, you're on the Taz show. What do you say there, House? How's it going, man? Good, buddy. Talk to me. Um, yeah, so I have my, my college term if it's not too late. Go for it. Um, d- double turn is now flip trip. Ooh. That's not bad. Dennis, what do you think? You're the sergeant of marcology. That's not bad. I, I like it, Miles. Would you mind using it in a sentence, please? Payback 2013. Dolph Ziggler. That was, okay. Payback 2013. A flip trip occurred. Dolph Ziggler uh, showed a, 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 a no-die attitude against Alvo de Rio when he had a cushion in the match. What? I don't know, but I love it. Lock it in. <laughs> Flip, flip it is. Nailed it, Yeah, hey, score, goal. Flip, trip, flip, trip, not flip, 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 trip. Oh, flip, no. trip? No, no, flip, no, flip, 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 flip. No, no, no we called it audible. Trip. It's flip, flip. No, it's flip, flip. No. Flip, alteration. Flip, flip. Yes. Okay. Are we done, Miles? What else do you have for me, sir? That's all. 
<laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it, Miles. Disappointment. Love it when a call has disappointment. Uh, all right, before I go to break here, I want to read a tweet. Alex Rodriguez, not the excellent uh, baseball player, married to the J-Lo, but uh, at God bless Al3X. Uh, Dennis, do you hear me talking? Please. He said he is J-Lo. professional for once. Whatever. He said, don't forget Corey, meaning Graves, was, in quotations, SmackDown, better bring their A game, blah, blah, blah. Okay, when Kurt announced Bra, a uh, Bra, Braun uh, was his first teammate, uh, praised Raw. Yes, no, I know that. So it seems like he is more, to your point, Alex, he seems like he, meaning uh, Corey, is more on the Raw side. But then why on Raw did Booker T have to get mad at him? Because when Daniel Bryan kind of got attacked, or got attacked, I should say, it seemed like Corey was a little bit like, uh, what, you know, and, and Brooklyn's like, he deserved it. He shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. They are in a gray area at times, depending on the day of the week, Monday or Tuesday, with Corey, and I think it's bad. I don't envy his position. That I can tell you. That's a tough thing to do because you could lose credibility. I'm just being honest. You got to be careful because you, you, you got your color commentator bouncing around physically, verbally uh, out there, and it's not good because he don't know what side to take, and you got him all over the place. I'm just saying they got to hone that in. They got to do it quick. Uh, seriously, uh, to me, is, is it like – uh, red alert, red alert. No, it's not red alert, red alert. It's, no, I know that. But they, it's something they need to fix. They need to make sure uh, that they, they get on that, and they should do it starting this Monday. Let this guy pick a side um, and and stick, stick to that side. That's the only thing I'm saying. The only the other thing I'm going to say about SmackDown before I move on and go to break, and we have Ted DiBias. I didn't get into this. <clears throat> um, besides an excellent match with Nakamura, uh, defeated Kevin Owens. He did, and Randy Orton got that big bump on uh, Sammy on the desk and stuff. So, Knock is in and all that stuff. Besides that, I want to say, uh, I think it's cool that Sin Cara is uh, getting a, a push and stuff like that, and, and he got a count-out. There was a count-out gimmick with Corbin and all that jazz. I, I Look, with the promo and the mask and don't touch the mask and all that, I like it. I mean, anybody who follows Lucha, Lucha Libre understands that, and the announcers did a good job telling that story. You got to have homeboy wear a mask that with his mouth exposed so we can hear him talk and it's not totally different. That's what it sounds like. Stop it. Put a hole in the mask. Cut a hole. Get a punch. Something. I need to hear the guy be able to speak. He sounds muffled. It's horrible. Okay, cut a hole in the mask. Wear a different mask. I'm sure he's worn this mask, this style mask his whole career. It's time to change. If you're going to talk a little bit, I got to hear you. I got to hear the guy talk. Did you notice this, Dennis? It sounded, he sounded like Nick from Sale. <laughs> She, Renee was like, oh, how do you feel about the? Oh, you know, I'm so, 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 you can't take the mask. It's like, well, I can't hear you, so you can keep the mask on all you want. Yes, and just, just walk away, sir. Please, fix this. All right, I got to go to break. All of a sudden, break, we will have WWE Hall of Famer, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, will be on here to talk about the price of fame. Yes, yes, we'll talk to Ted DiBiase on the phone. All of a sudden, break, Tash Show, sit tight. No doubt about it. Uh, and I'm looking forward right now to speaking to my man, WWE Hall of Famer, the one and only Ted DiBiase. 
What's going on, man? Hey, Taz. How you doing, buddy? Long time no see, brother. Holy smokes. You're not kidding, man. Yeah. God, I, I, I was talking earlier in the show here that, you know, you know, I never had the opportunity to wrestle you or like to, to be on any cause that you as, as we were both workers at different times and different generations, but our time together in WWE, while I was a commentator and you were an agent and stuff, uh, just sitting around talking with you and hanging out with you. I mean, just always a quality guy. And, uh, and I put you over pretty strong, brother. I can tell you that I put you over. strong. I appreciate it. And the feeling is mutual brother. (laughs) Thank you, man. Uh, so I know you got this. We're going to talk about your documentary that's coming out. The price of fame, uh, the story of you, your career, your life. And, uh, and it's coming out November 7th, 7 PM local time. Um, and people can get tickets. Uh, it's a one-time event at phantomevents.com or at participating theater box offices. So, uh, Ted, we can get into that in a little bit, and, and I'm, I'm sure you have a lot to say about that because it's a big project, and, I, and I'm hoping the best for you with it. But I got to say, so many uh, people that listen or watch my show and myself, even all the time I've known you, I never asked you, like, the, the gimmick, the, the, the Million Dollar Man gimmick, like the, the backstory on it, who came up with it, the, the promos, was it you, was it Vince, was it a collaboration? Just bring us back there and tell us how this all went down. Well, the uh, the concept, the idea for the character was basically a, a Vince original. The uh, when I went to meet with Vince uh, in you know, this is 1987. This was just after they had uh, set an indoor world attendance record at WrestleMania three. WrestleMania, and and so um, sitting there, and, and uh, uh, Vince got called out out to a, a phone call for just a second. So I'm sitting there with Pat Patterson, who was his right hand man. And yeah. Pat looked at me and he said this. He said, Ted, he says, here's what, here's all you need to know. If Vince were going to be a character in his own show, this is who he would be. <laughs> this is his creation. This is his personal idea. So knowing that, you know how hard he's going to push this. Mm. And so, uh, um, and what's really crazy is that, you know, I, I don't, I, but I didn't know. I didn't know. I just said, it's, it's, it's he said something new. It's never been done before. Right. And, but I had to agree to come on board and sign a contract with the company before he would tell me. So it was like, I've got to trust him that I can, no. you know, he thinks I can do this because he said, if I tell you and then you say, no, I've given away a, a, a tremendous idea. And I said, ah. so, wow, wait, uh, so I, hold on. I didn't know that, man. So he kind of, you know, he didn't, well, he didn't want to tell you because, wow, that's heavy. So yeah. it really was trust. And now, uh, you didn't know Vince that well at the time, right? This was just straight business deal, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, you know, the only, I mean, I knew Vince from with a, the first time I'd come in the company when his dad was still the boss. Right, right, you know, right. That's all I knew. But, I, but I, here's the, but the other thing is, I knew Pat Patterson, and I knew, I knew how good Pat was, and I knew how, you know, I mean, Pat was one of those guys. If I ever had a question during that time, uh, I would go to him because he was the guy that you know he 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 had a, a, a true understanding of the psychology of what we do. Um, and so, um, I basically, you know, and, and Pat told me, he says, he says, Ted, he says, you don't have to worry about anything. He says, he says, I have no doubt you can do this. And so, you know, I, I said, I'm in. And so when he, you know, and I'll tell you, Ted, Ted, what I was saying this earlier about you, you know, people know, obviously your career and your success and the name you became and you've earned and, and how great you are. I think you're under underratedly in the history of the business with promo guys underratedly and towards that, it, definitely in that top tier of promo guys, but not just, and people know the, the sinister laugh that the, the, all the stuff you've done with the character with promos, but bro, 
your in-ring work. I don't think people realize, like, you know, I said earlier at the top of my show here, I, I said, man, you know, DiBiase, man, he brought it, man. He worked crisp and, you know, it's <laughs> nice way of working. Nice way of saying, as you know, worked a little snug at times, which is respected, as you know, you know, right. and, and, exactly. and, 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 and it's a big deal that you could do that without, you know, we all trust each other with each other's bodies, yeah. but you, you had that rep where, and I never worked with you, but I knew your rep that this guy can go, he can flat out go, he, 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 he he's a badass when he wants to be, and he's going to work snug with you, and, and he's going to respect you if you work snug back with him, and you're going to have a great match with him because his psychology is pristine. And I don't think you get enough credit for that as your physical work rate. Well, I, yeah, I, I appreciate that, Taz. But, I mean, it's, just, it's the way I was raised. It was, the you know, uh, again, you know, I, I grew up in the business, and uh, I, I remember the first time I had a match with uh, Bret Hart. Uh, we were in Odessa, Texas. It was a TV shoot, and it was one of those uh, Coliseum video matches. It wasn't for the television show. Uh, it was going to be the only way at that time you're going to receive is if you bought the Coliseum video. And uh, and so they told us to go out and do a 20 minute, what we call Broadway. You know, 20 minute to the time limit, and kind of leave it as a like what we call right. a Mexican standoff. Like a, there'll be another yeah. time, pal. So right. Brett and I had never ever touched. We had never had a, ma- a match ever. So we come out of the ring, and Pat, Pat's in the back, and he's just going crazy. He's going, oh, my gosh, what an unbelievable match. I mean, how long have you guys been working together? And we looked at each other and went, <laughs> Pat, that's the first time we ever touched. And all uh, it was is we came from the same school yeah. of psychology. It's like, you know, uh, make it as real as you can. You know, uh, make the match the, the the story. And, and and you know, you're not, you know it's not you know, like – if you go to like Japan, Japan's not snug. Japan is stiff. Right. <laughs> like, they work <laughs> stiff in Japan. We just work snug over here. It's like you yeah, know, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, grab a hole, grab a hole. But anyway. Um, hey, I, hey, I'm an original ECW guy. We worked a little snuggy. <laughs> snuggy. Yeah, I would say. I would say so. <laughs> Oh, my God. Bro, some of the, the promo stuff that you did during that time. Like, it was I, – look, I broke into business in 87, okay? I, I broke in by Johnny Rods. I know you know Johnny. And, I know Johnny well. Yeah, man. And so I, I got to see that. And, and guys in your generation and watching you guys do your thing and, and some just great talents and um, and watch your promo work and your in-ring work. And it was like – look, to Vince's credit, I mean, he takes – a, a worker, a wrestler to your level. And he has this unbelievable gimmick in mind. That's him. And he, he kayfabe John, um, what that is until you signed a gimmick, signed a deal. And then once you sign a deal, he tells you, cause then he can trust you. You're one of his guys. But what Vince did, which I don't think a lot of people realize now with that, he took a guy who was a respected in-ring worker, wrestler, athlete in the ring. And that's what your work rate always looked like to me. Yep. So it's yeah. uh, and, uh big yeah, it's, well, not, just, it's not just smoking mirrors with Vince. He wants he, people don't realize that, Ted. I say it all the time about Vince. When I worked for Vince, he wants guys that can go in there. He wants physicality. He's not all about the the smoking mirrors. He he wants I think to this day now, these young talents, he wants them to be able to be physical. Right. Oh yeah. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, uh Vince is Vince is a man's man. I mean, my gosh, I mean the guys I mean, Vince is 73 years old, and and he still looks like he could. They could put him on the cover of Muscle and Fitness magazine. <laughs> I mean, the guy is insane. You know, hey, you know, the one thing, you know, nobody can complain about working hard because nobody, nobody in that in that company works harder than he does. 
Amen. Amen to that. Four, about four hours. They say about four hours of sleep a, a, a night. That's all he gets. He just he's and, go, and, go. and bro, people don't realize like he, like he really doesn't watch TV. It's it's just he yeah. he reads books and he's focused on the business. And it, he that's why it's tough to be a writer for the guy because he's 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 nonstop. It's twenty four seven. Exactly. And, uh, but Ted, was he like that back in the day? Like, was he like that? Was he like that before there was all these writers? I know it was Pat and Bruce helped him. I know he had a close. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was all go go because uh, it, it, it. I mean, it had to be. I would say it even had to be that way more so than it is now because you know it was it was a new it was a new venture. I'm mean, him going national. I mean, kind of like the way things changed. I mean, I, I remember. Uh, I talked to Piper and guys that were there, you know, for the first three WrestleManias, you know, and they and they go, man, mm-hmm. see, because by the time I got there, we were doing we were doing three weeks on the road and a week off, and wow. and and the, and the other guys were saying, Ted said, you know, like, hey, hey, this is really good. He says because 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 when we first started this, they're, they're, we were just gone. <laughs> we were, wow. we were just, on the road constantly. all the time. Yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, he was trying to break ground everywhere, and uh, so the, you know the companies evolved and, and uh, things got better. You just, the uh, it's just like when they started the drug testing, uh, mm. you know, in its infancy, you know, the, the the agents gave gave the test to the boys, you know, and everything. And yeah. then now, now it's like it's state of the art. It's like I remember because my, my son was there for a while. He said, "Dad," yep. he said, "If I go to the doctor and I have and I, I have a cold or something, and he gives me an and he prescribes me an antibiotic." He said, I have to call the WWE doctor and tell them what was prescribed and for what reason, because if I don't tell them and it shows up on a test, then I'm, I'm docked. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 30 yeah. days uh, at home. So they're, they're, really, yeah. they're real serious about it. It's good. And they should be, you know what I mean? And they should be. And, and I, and I think, look, they're the hood ornament of our industry, of our business. Right. And, and I, I, I don't think people realize that, you know, Vince, I, I you've heard a lot of reports of saying when guys get injured or, or the office doesn't take care of them and all that. I got to tell you, that's a load of hogwash. I've, I've been injured there as a worker. I've had, uh, you know, I've dealing with personal things at home and losses like uh, losses in my family. And I know how Vince and his family. Right. Made me feel like, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, I got to tell you, I can't say anything. And like I said, from injury to emotions, They've always done the right thing by me, and I've seen them do it for others too. And I'm sure you could say the same. Oh, oh a- a- absolutely. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, well, and 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 again, back to their their uh, the, their drug testing policy. Uh, they still send out an annual letter. I mean, I get the letter everybody gets uh, that's ever wrestled for them every year. You get this letter. It says. Uh, if you are dealing with some form of substance abuse and you need help, we will help you. And and right. uh, that's ongoing. Um, uh, my son, my youngest son, Brett, was in the developmental program for two years. And uh, God bless him. You know, he had played soccer since he was five years old. And the doctor told me, he said, the reason his knees were so weak was because of the soccer. And I didn't realize soccer was that hard on the knee. But anyway, he says it's harder than football. And so in a, in a two-year period, time period he has six knee surgeries wow wow and and so it's like he'd get over one and and then bang he'd get hit again well in the process he innocently gets addicted to prescription painkillers so uh you know we were in hell with that for like about four years but the, the bottom line was wwe was with us every step of the way
Wow. I, yeah, yeah, I did not know that. Well, that's great to hear, and, and hopefully Brett's doing better now. Oh, uh, Brett's, Brett's doing great now. He's Yes, awesome. he's doing awesome. phenomenal. He's come out. That's he's uh, he's working for the state here, and uh, got his, his, his boss is the director of the Department of Health and Human Services for Mississippi. <laughs> Jeez, nice. <laughs> well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good for him, man. Yeah, that soccer deal, I mean, my son plays lacrosse, and it's a similar thing. Where, where it's a lot of misdirection, a lot of um, – Lateral movement, uh, full speed, even though it's not full contact hitting, it's a lot on your joints. It really is. Uh, you know, basketball, lacrosse, soccer. So I, I, I get what, what you're saying about his knees, uh, but it's good to see that. It's good to hear he's doing really well, and that's awesome. And that WWE embraced him and helped. And I was just saying that recently. I, mean, I don't know if you heard, like, with Jeff Jarrett, um, you know, he's in some kind of a, a rehab uh, with alcohol and stuff and uh-huh. uh, WWE helping him with that. And that doesn't surprise me. You know, I just I know right. that Vince will it will embrace the boys, right. just the right. talent. Yeah. When they, we say boys, we mean boys and girls. That's just kind right. of way the boys talk. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, buddy. So let's talk about the price of fame, bro. Like uh, so wow. this documentary, I'm looking forward to this, man. Get, tell, tell us how this all came about. Well, you know, I, I've been telling my story for, gosh, you know, 17 years. You know, I, I, I'm a minister now, and I, I travel and I speak uh, in churches, rehab centers, prisons. I'm a real, pop, real popular guy in prison. <laughs> <laughs> You're over. Uh, speaking to a captive audience. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, um, you know, so I've been telling the story. I wrote a book about it. But um, this guy, Peter Fierro, who... Who he actually did the documentary approached me. He initially approached me because he was doing a favor for a friend who wanted a shoot interview. You know, mm. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. talking real life and not not wrestling storylines. And so when you start asking me about my real life, I want to start telling you about what God's done it. You know, and why I'm why I'm not the same guy I used to be. And so, in Pete's own words, he said at the time I was the pretty much the backslidden son of a minister, and he says his dead story got all over me. And mm. uh, and so it kind of helped him change his direction and oh, wow. uh, yeah. develop, develop, develop a relationship and friendship with him. And so he comes to me one day and he says, Ted, he says, I would love to document your story. He says, I know you've written a book about it. He says, but I do wedding photography and video. So I document, I do doc, short documentaries on a, sure. on a wedding, the, you know, the whole thing. Here's, you know, the whole. So, but he'd never had done a project like this. Mm. And I said, oh, well, you know what? Hey. Go, go for it. You know, I'm thinking, well, if he does a decent job, then, you know, I'll have something that I can, you know, you know, you know, sell to, to people when I go to sure. to the shows and what have you. Well, I never envisioned what, 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 what's happened, what's taking place. You know, Ted Jr., you know, when he was with WWE, had a great, he was there five years for a great run, did a movie yes. and met, yes. met a lot of people. And so he comes along and he comes on board and he says, Daddy, so I got an idea. Let's tell the story. It's your story. He says, but let's tell it like through my eyes. And, um, uh, it, cause there's the father son element. It's the parent. It's like, you know, I, I had, yep. a, I, I, you know, I had an ordeal with my wife. I mean, I had to confess adultery and I, all this garbage right. I was doing on the road, but, right. you know, uh, my children didn't know about it until they were old enough to understand it. That was because that was my wife's wishes. And mm. so I, you know, so I put the boys in there cause I speak about, I speak to a lot of men and I speak about the importance of being a father. And, uh, so that twist on it was, was, was really good. And, um, and so now, you know, I'm like, when this thing gets done, uh, again, Ted's got some, 
connections with with people, and he knew who sure. to send it to. So he sent it to the same people who helped market <clears throat> a lot of really well known faith based movies: God's Not Dead, God's Not Dead Two, Fireproof, Blindside. And so they said, "Yeah, great. We're gonna you know we're we're gonna take a look at it, and we'll get back to you after Christmas." Mm. Well, they called him back the next day. And they oh said, wow! <laughs> they said, really? They said wow. They said mm. we want to help you move this. And so now it's turned into a fathom event. It'll be seen in uh, between 650 and 700 theaters across the the U.S. Uh, next Tuesday, November the seventh, seven o'clock in your time zone, irregardless of what time zone you're in. And uh, the best way to find out where you can see it is go to thepriceoffame.com, or you can even go to fathom.com and enter your you know your zip code. And it'll tell you where the closest theaters are. So perfect. So, uh, Ted, but we one. do just so give you a heads up. Like we run live video during the show, so my producer has like a lower third, and we're promoting your, your the, we're promoting the website and all, and the time and everything, just so people Great. visually can see it. Also, you know, that's awesome, man. I, I can't I can't thank you guys enough. You know, and uh, you know, uh, you know, and of course, you know, the, the the big question I get from everybody, and I, I would send you to what do you want? What what do you, what do you expect out of this, Ted? It's like what do you want people to walk away from this with? And, and I go, and here it is. You know, I mean, even if you're not a person of faith, as I am, I would hope that people can watch this and see the significance of how important family is. And that, yeah. uh, that you know, uh, it's funny because coming from the guy who played the ultimate uh, <laughs> worshiper of money, uh, yeah. Basically, I'm saying exactly the opposite. Opposite, you know, yeah. I, I hey, bro, bro, is. you were the guy who kicked the basketball. Remember the kid? Come on. That was the biggest heel move in the history of the business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and I hear about that every day. And, and people keep asking me, did you really jilt that kid? And I said, no, it was staged. And I said, but when we did it live, it scared him. And he cried, oh. and he ran to his mother, and it was, actually oh. he couldn't have done it any better. But, uh-huh. but no, I did not. You know, you know what, I, Taz, I've heard that story so many times. I, I started saying, look, I'm, that, I'm probably going to run into that guy at an airport somewhere, and he's going to be about six foot six, and it happened. Oh, punches at you. <laughs> no, it happened. I, I went to Omaha, Nebraska. I'm renting a car. This guy taps me on the shoulder. I turn around. I'm looking at his chest. And then I look up, and he said, uh, Mr. DiBiase, I'm the uh, the manager here. Uh, and he says, can I help you find a car? And I said, sure, find something that will fit both of us. And <laughs> he said, I'd be happy to. And then he looks at me, and he goes, hey, you remember that thing you did with the kid in the basketball? And it was just a look on his face. And I went, no way. <laughs> and he said, no. Nice to, no, he says, nice to see you again. And, uh, that, was, that was him? No it, way. It was him. It was him. And he said, it said wow. he got better. I said, so obviously you're doing pretty good for yourself. He says, you're going to love this. He said, I actually went to college on a basketball scholarship. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> funny, I, bro. I oh, said, that's hilarious. I, oh, and I said, I said, see what I did for you, man? Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, and I got his phone number, and I lost it. And if, if I could oh. find him, I know the WWE would do a story on him. If, if they sh- just that was him. listen and look anybody who knows Vince that's definitely a Vince that's a total, oh, Vince oh. is a heel at the end of the day you know I mean I mean that oh, yeah. in, in jocularity form but he, you know Vince oh, yeah. is a sinister you know uh, yeah. mean heel but in fun and that's a Vince the, I'm, Vince had to come up with that gimmick bro the basketball thing that had to be all Vince uh, yeah I'm sure it was I'm not you know, I'm not, <laughs> I don't you know, I don't I don't know for sure but I, yeah, it probably was.
Maybe a little Pat Patterson in there too. Could be a little Pat. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but now, uh, but you've done tons of stuff like that. I mean, great stuff. And now, uh, to your point, you know, with the price of fame and 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 coming forward with your life, and I know you've told your story a lot for a lot of years, but it is the complete polar opposite to the character you portrayed and was so successful. It's it's interesting. Yeah, and it's and and, that, and, that, and that's the point. It's it's like you know, at the end of the day. Uh, irregardless of how much money you acquire and how big your house is and, you know, your car and all the stuff you think that you can acquire. Uh, because I got to that place. I mean, I, you know, I was, you know, I was one of the top five guys in, in my in my industry at, at, at a time when, you know, wrestling was uh, peaking. Boiling and, hot. Boiling and, hot. Uh, um, and I couldn't, have, I couldn't have had it anymore. Plus, plus the Million Dollar Man gimmick, flying around in Learjets and limousines, you know, and, and uh but at, when, when I was confronted with my wife and realized that I, that I had put at risk the most valuable things in my life, mm. all to stroke the ego, it, right. was, it was it was crushing. It was it was it's, it's very humbling, right? I'm sure. Very so, humbling, so. and uh, you know you, you know you great big jerk. What are you thinking? And uh, right. it was the turnaround point for me. But again, I, so I'd like people to come away from this with that with that understanding that I don't care how much stuff you have that at the end of the day there's nothing more valuable than family it's and it's like people still ask me they go are ted are you really a multimillionaire?" i go so no i said i'm not and i said but i'll tell you what i have i said i have the love and respect of my wife and my children and i have the unbelievable privilege and joy of watching my grandchildren grow up that's and awesome said, had i had i not made the decision i did in 92 to turn my life around i might not be here and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm happy you did that, brother. And uh, I know I'm a dad, and um, I know it's the greatest thing in the world. And uh, and having family, and my wife, and all, I, it's great. I mean, you can't, you know, you, to your point, you can't, uh, you can't put it in words if you haven't done it. You know, what I mean, it's vital. It's important. It's everything. You know. So uh, I appreciate you sharing your story, and I, I I know I'm looking forward to next Tuesday, November seventh. Uh, I think uh, I would speak for I think the bulk of my audience is looking forward to it. And um, and we'll we'll pump out on social media too, Ted. Uh, how you know people can go to phantomevents.com, and <clears throat> you know to purchase tickets and all, and see where it's at. Put your zip code in and all, all the stuff. We'll we'll promote it on on social media also. Okay. That's awesome, brother. I, I appreciate that. And, and uh, um, you know it's you know the other thing is that there's there's several people interviewed in, in the documentary uh, uh you know uh, lex is interviewed uh a couple of guys we've lost you know george animal steals interviewed yeah. roddy piper's interviewed jake is interviewed lex luger uh there's there's a lot of the the boys in there and, and uh, nice. you know it's nice. like when i watched this thing the first time it's my story but i i, I had not seen any of those interviews uh, wow I, mean, I cry i cried at my own story it's incredible i bet you so, did Ted, how long is how many how many minutes running will this be? The documentary. I would say it's about it's an hour, about an hour and forty five minutes. Okay, cool. Oh, so it's lengthy. Okay, there's, nice, uh, nice. There's bonus. There's bonus feature. I, I, there's a there's an interview with me and uh, 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 Sean Michaels uh, at the nice, end. Nice, nice. There's yes. a, there's another thing. Uh, me and me and Jr. are on there too somewhere. You go way back with Jr. I know that. You go yeah, all, all the way to the beginning. <laughs> I know. I know that. Yeah. I know that. I've driven in the car with Jr. for a long time, and he used to talk about you a lot, man. He really did. You know. Uh, yeah. Good, yeah so, 
I know. Yeah, he is. He is. And so are you, bro. And uh, uh, well, look, congratulations to you and your family on everything. And and uh, and I hope that this is a big success. Hey, just that it's being out there is a big success. I mean, so uh, and I love the title. The price of fame is great. Uh, everybody has a price. That was your that was your gimmick line and your toke your, your whole get deal. You know, so it's perfect little tie-in, and I think it's great. And I'm looking forward to checking it out. Awesome, brother. And I appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you. You got to come on again, Ted, and, and talk about some other stuff down the road. All right, bro? I would be happy to, but just remember one thing as I go. What? Everybody's got a price for the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> Take care, brother. Thank you, Thanks, man. Thanks, Ted. I appreciate you, bro. Take care, man. Be good. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, that was awesome. Hey, dude, how awesome was that? He did the gimmick. <laughs> Aunt, Aunt and I both were just like, oh, that that was – like you see it coming and it still does it and it and it just gives you chills. You're like, oh, yeah. yep. I knew. I could feel he was going to do it <laughs> and I was going to upcut him, but I, I don't <laughs> want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's my show. I'll tell you what we're doing. <laughs> no, no, he's great. Oh, God. Uh, I hope people go check this out and, and go on that website and – um punch in the zip code and do that and let's make sure guys we get this out on social media yeah the, t- the team the team tweeted out uh both his website and the uh fathom events.com um that's oh, the best the whole team there everybody all 25 30 of you that was, awesome. a, that was a pat mcgroin move oh pat mcgroin's still around eh? he all was right. actually really upset he thought uh mr dibiase was going to be in studio and he was like hey do you mind if i get a picture with him she said, yeah, you can take a picture with him. No problem. It's running up graphics. We're like, quick, pack it in there. Stand next to the TV with the graphic on it of Ted. Nah, he, it was great to talk to DiBiase. He was great. I mean, he, you know, um, and hear his story. I mean, he's being honest about his life and stuff, which is cool. But, and, and, and look, he's, this guy's had a great career and he's worked hard and, and you know, um, it's just great. It's just great to, to see he's doing well, and and that in 1992 he turned everything around, so that's nice. Um, we're in Fifth Quarter City here. We're going to wrap up shortly, and uh, we're uh, on Facebook Live at Facebook.com/slash/Taz Show. So I got to say hello to a couple of the jobbers on there. Um, Matthew Plummer, another great podcast. Thank you, Taz, and show. Uh, thank you, Matt. Uh, this is actually a live show you're watching, Matt. It's not a podcast yet. In a few minutes, it will be. But uh, at the moment, it's not. But uh, it's a live video streaming show for the moment. Um, but I hear you, Matt. And thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so we got a lot of people on there. Uh, Tamia Wu, a uh, big fan of Taz show. Great convo. Thank you, Tamia. And see, she understands. I don't do interviews. Okay? I have conversations. Dennis, you understand how I am with this. It's uh, We don't do a lot of, of guests because you're so knowledgeable in your own right. When when we Jeez. do have former wrestlers or, or current wrestlers on, I enjoy it because I, I just get to sit back as a fan and just watch two titans of the industry just I chop it up. Like Rich Spadini on Facebook Live, he said, Ted's basketball story was awesome. Dude, Ted's basketball story was phenomenal. I did not know that uh, the whole thing he said, the guy was part of the whole thing was staged. That, that, I thought some of it was. I didn't know the whole thing was. And how hilarious that the guy goes to college on a basketball scholarship. That's tremendous. Oh, my God. Hysterical. Did you see the bit? It's a long time ago. Did oh, you see yeah, yeah. That's one of the funny – like you said, it was one of the – I have to use Madoff, but one of the uh, one of the purest Madoff 
bits of all time. Oh, I should have told uh, Ted about Markology. He would have popped that. I gave the mocks their own language. He would have popped. I, yeah, next, next time. time. Got to have him back on again. Yeah. Um, Aaron Boyd. Taz, this was awesome. Great convo. Thank you, uh, Aaron. I think I said your name. Aaron. Aaron. A-R-R-E-N. Interesting spelling on the name, sir, but thank you. Appreciate that. Marcel Mellet. Chop it up. He gets it. He knows my gimmick. Chop it up, Dennis. He knows what I do. Chopping it up. Steven Sanakranov. Great show. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate you on the Facebook Live. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Arthur Queen, hey Taz, he's got claps and lipstick emojis. Okay, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> all right, we're dying down, Dennis. You feel us, right? Well, it's fifth quarter, but it's also wind down mode, which is a yeah, juxtaposition. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. Oh, the video's going to go away soon. You know, for a little while, anyway. I think I need get your point of view on this, Dennis. I mean, I feel like that's better for the visual end of things because I'm ugly. I know that. Yeah. Nobody you wants are. to see my face. Nope. But you're chunky and you're a ginger. So it's a tough combo. And then people feel better about themselves when they look at you. Though. That's one way to look at it. Well, I'm happy to help those. So you're welcome. Is Ant still on the show? Did he leave? Is he still here? I'm here, boss. <laughs> From where? Mount Vesuvius? <laughs> Listen, I have a weird setup in my cave, cage, whatever it is. Dark room. <laughs> it's called a control room, which they're breaking down soon, aren't they? In like another month? Yeah, they come in every day. They, they just give me like that stare, and they're like, <laughs> one more day, two more days. Yeah. I'm defending it right now. I don't know, bro. I don't know what's going on. A lot of good stuff, some weird stuff. We got a lot happening. You know what I mean? What's 2018 going to bring with the Taz show? That's the question. Some say who wants to walk with Elias. That's the real question. People say that? Yeah. Who wants to walk with Elias? And some say who, what's the... What's the creative positioning of the Taz show in 2018? It's a little wordy. I think wah, Elias is lying. <laughs> I think Elias is... Prick. I think Elias' <laughs> line is better. <laughs> Pat, welcome to the Taz show. Hi, thank you. <laughs> oh. Dude, we got to figure it out because, you know, I got to tell you. As a producer, I need a two-shot here, Dennis and Taz. I have to tell you, uh, you're doing a better job as a producer. I have to tell you, I don't normally give compliments to anyone I work with. That's why everybody hates me. But I have to tell you, from a production, a producer standpoint, understanding the show, understanding the creative behind what I want to bring to the audience, you're doing pretty good. Well, thank you. I feel like there's a butt coming, but... I'll just messed it. up. No, you messed up. Because I gave you a chance. You should have. Something should have came in. Audio. This news you treat me like an asshole. Daily dollar short. That's consistent with who you are, Dennis. See, that's the problem with you. 
So you do a great job as the producer, but you're always a step behind. I hate Mark Wahlberg. It's the problem. So, you know, but it's okay. You, you, you are doing better. It only took you how many months you've been on the show? This is my third month, I think. No, you've been here like a year. Not quite. January will be a year. Only be. It feels like twenty years you've been on the show. Well, I look like I aged twenty years. You sure have. Um, no, you, it took you a while, but by golly, I have to tell you. Face, why'd you make a, there's weird face noises face. going on in ants' control room. Yeah, I just heard like an old lady yell. Oh, she's back, huh? Great. That's the new sales lady. He said he said it was Edna. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Run. <laughs> Not the real Edna. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Not the real Edna. Mm-mm-mm. Bumped into her at a deli. Did I tell you the story in the air? Yeah. No. Just completely blew me off. Just completely. Uh. Boss Lady Jones saw me at the deli. I was walking out of the deli uh, right near the office one day. Hey, Edna, how are ya? She looked at me like, boy, and you are. She was gone. Okay. Nice to see you. Yeah, but you're doing a better job with your, well, just, what the hell, we're in fifth quarter. I'll do your evaluation here on the air. Um, Perfect timing. <clears throat> You're doing a better job as the producer. How does it? The people understand that you are the next big thing in radio and that you want to have your own show, like all other producers. The problem with you and all those other producers that became talents is you're not as talented as them. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. And your butt buddy, Anthony. He's not as talented as you, which is even worse. Just, he's worse I'll than you. Her. Bad. But you guys are part of the Taz Show, and we love you. And you'll always be part of the Taz Show. Now, I got to be honest. That's the line I used to say to people when they're gone. Yeah, so that's that, like yeah, my, it, sounds like, it sounds like there's a big shoe about to drop. That's, <laughs> that's my future endeavor line. Like WWE uses future endeavors. Yeah, that's yeah, I like know, when yeah. I, when I give people the, you'll always be part of the Taz show. When I say that, Handsome Johnny heard that. Uh, Video Brian heard that. Uh, the Captain heard Brian. that. Uh, Robbie heard that. So Seth has never heard that. Maybe that's the key to get rid of Seth. Just tell him that. Seth's always hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the key. Dude. That's good. Dude, you know, you are, he's sneak. he's around here somewhere. I can I can send him in. Oh God! No, no actually, that's a terrible idea. You know what? I heard yeah. I heard my my ears are ringing. Hanging by the glass again. Let me on. I want to get tell Taz I want to be on the air. Put me on, Dennis. He actually came in during the interview to grab waters. He's like, "Shh, it's a good interview." Ask him if he put me in the sleeper. He's a mark. I'm a mark. But you're doing a better job. I don't know what the future holds for you with the show, though. I'll take that. 
It's better than an outright no. There's a lot of things you do horrible, though, still. <laughs> uh, let's just go with, like, your top three. Laziness. Okay. Disappearing acts. Okay. Unreliable. I'm gonna I'm gonna encompass all of that in one. So when you're gone from the show and people are like, I yeah, yeah, not the same. Where's Dennis? I miss Dennis. Well, that that's that, well, that's why Dennis might be gone. It's not my fault that he's gone. I've been putting up with this crap from this guy, or this shit as they call it, for quite some time. I'm used to it by now. You gotta hold Dennis's hand. I like the human touch element. It's unbelievable. Where is where's Seth? Where, where, get, get him on the show here. I, I need to talk to Seth. He's, he's not. I would I'm, be I'm great. very surprised myself. No, bro. Like it was, as soon as like and, and he's like on mic on. Hey, hey, hey! What's up, Seth? Like he's there. Like instantly as soon as I say it. You got to edit the podcast. And <laughs> let None of this is going to be heard. Actually, it would be funny. Actually, you should do that. I always say that, but actually, this time you should do that. <laughs> this is what you'll mess up. You will not do it. <laughs> no, time. I can. Okay. Hey, Seth, how are you? <laughs> Take two. Dramatic hey, pause. Seth, he's not around? Hold on. I'm... One shot. I got to disappear. Well, let's get a one shot on Taz. Um, we don't want to see Dennis get up. Uh, yeah, anyway. I really have nothing else to say. We got uh, Marcel Keels on the uh, Facebook Live. All caps. Just stick to wrestling. Got it. Phil Bradley, Redbeard Jones. He's talking about Dennis. He wants to look like the guy. Yeah, no, the guy. There's a lot of guys with the red beards now. That's like a big thing in society. People running around with the red beards. That's like the cool stuff. You know, it's like the cool guys. They like got the, the gritty, grimy look. Oh, look at me. I got a red beard. I'm a hard ass. I use beard oil. Yeah, go take a shit. How about that? Joy Grabber. Bill's Mafia. You're damn right, Shoma. Looking good, buddy. Looking good. I like the future for us. I like the future. Uh, uh, any word on uh, Seth? Is he around? All right. Um, he. This is a no, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to tell you no. Long story short, no. And he also request. He was very serious. Um, he needs the studio. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> no, not this time. Okay, I'm tired of giving up the studio. Nope. Now I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. I got an idea. Let's play uh, a song that we any song you want to play. One of our new bluesies type songs, and and we'll just dance. Okay. And we'll just waste time dancing. How about that? Be great for video. Oh, I think you heard that just last this, part. Just the, what you can do about it. You gonna pull a cord? Uh-oh. Uh, there he is. I'm not getting show. Hey. I'm not. That's a good shot, yeah. Yeah, hey, Butcher for Sean. Get on. You look like but with the goatee, get with the bald head. Get on, get on, get him on, get on a real mic. Get out of there. Don't I gotta guess. go. I got stuff to do. What, what, why do I gotta get off the why am I gonna leave? Why do I My gotta The studio's broken. What? It's broken. The other studio's broken. Wonderful. Hey, Jobber, look at the camera. Not at yourself, you mock. Look at the camera. Thank you. I called you a mock. I said. You look at myself. I'm in an angle. I'm looking at you. What do you want me to do? I can't split my eyes the other way. I'm not Perry Saturn. 
Oh, hold on. Jeez. I can't look two different ways. Oh, it's not right. That's unbelievable. Seth, is there anything of substance? Why Why do I have to leave? Is something to it's be late. done here? You got stuff to do. You're a very busy man. All right, all right. You want me to end? Is Pimento getting pissed? I just have to see you. Thank you. Take care, pal. He was uncomfortably close to me there. My deal with you people. It's horrible. I'm not ending the show just because of that comment that he made. And, you know, once I get into the whisper, you know how I get, Dennis. I start getting Clint Eastwood on your ass. You know what I mean? He went back to Ant's cave and he was like, so are they done? And he was, Ant's like, uh, I don't think so. I don't take to this. You know, usually there's got to be a memo that goes out to me the day before. I need a whole, it's a whole dog and pony show. You want me to wrap this bitch up a little early? No problem. Give me 24-7. Actually, seven, just 24. <laughs> Give me 24. <laughs> That'd be weird. Let me know all the time. Just let me know all the time. Just let me know the day before, and I'll wrap the biatch up. Otherwise, all day long. Mm-mm-mm. Where's that song, pal? You just body me song. and broke my glasses. Do we have that song so we could dance and sing? La, da, da, la, la, da, da, da. Is there one specifically you're looking for or just any? Ah, you got rhythm. Okay, let's go. I got the... rhythm. You got rhythm. <laughs> I want to take you guys back to a slower time when kids were kids. And you could just go down to the old creek with a bunch of flat rocks and an ice cold soda pop. And you take your finest girl by the hand and you tell her, baby, let's skip some rocks and drink some ice cold pop. Oh yeah, those were the days. I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> Thumbs up, Jones. So smooth. Just killing time. Oh, baby. <laughs> Come back to me. Oh, darling. Oh, can't you see? You're my everything, girl. I love you so much When I hold you at night You're like a big old mush Of mashed potatoes On Thanksgiving Day Yeah, baby Yum, 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 yum Well done, Chunkster I didn't want to interrupt. I felt it. Unfortunately, we know you felt it. Um, so, on that note, we're going to wrap up the show here. I think I pissed off enough people at CBS Radio. That was my goal. And uh, thanks to Dennis for that uh, serenade of blues. 
Uh, that's going to be a new shirt, Dennis. Dennis sings the blues. <laughs> it's like B.B. King's body with like my face on it. <laughs> Maybe I can All get right, guys, look, from I appreciate Elias. everybody who uh, called in the show. Right, Dennis, stop. Okay. I appreciate everybody who called in the show. I tweeted. Facebook Live, all you people, and especially the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Thank you, Ted, for coming on. I appreciate you, brother. We'll be back at you tomorrow. I'm Taz Yanak. See ya. Back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing. Trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal. Play ball to Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. Since I was shooting hoops, no issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and screens, but I'm more than it seems. She talk business, and that's what I'm about, kid. It ain't for the money, it's for helping our kids get what they deserve. I'm sick with every word, and if I ain't real, you ain't gotta play this verse. I'm more formal, raps is post mortal. I kill flows. I teleport over most artists, kid. Deliver dope lines just like the post office did. Whether it's on the track or streets, I keep it authentic. I did some things in the past, I gotta repent it. But no man's perfect, that's why I'm still alive. To, to keep reflecting, to keep this car and driving. I'm hoping I